Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 113, the iPad. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and I'm Chris Biting. We're here each and every week to help those of you who are transitioning your life from the world of the PC to the world of Apple. All things Apple and today of course we're going to give a huge portion of our show to the review of the new iPad. But we got a couple other calls to start things off. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, couple things here. First, we're gonna we're gonna start things off with uh, two listener feedback calls uh, for some calls for help for folks who have a Mac. But before I do that, I I want to give like a little teaser about the the review of the iPad that I'm gonna be giving here, and uh, we're gonna be chatting about. Uh, first thing I'm gonna say about the iPad, Chris, and I'm gonna have to be honest. Okay, a majority of everything that I've heard up to this point. A majority of what I've heard has been what a letdown this device has been. Seriously? Seriously. I'm not kidding you. And this is not a joke, but a majority of what I'm hearing is what a letdown this device is. Okay. But among all of the people who have who have expressed what's missing from the iPad, what's wrong with the iPad, and this thing, this device being a complete letdown, there is one common thread among every single one of those individuals. And that is? They do not own one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm watching, you know, even in my own forum, I'm watching, you know, the, the negatives. I'm looking online, people who are commenting on Twitter and Facebook and all this other stuff. Uh, but whenever I dig a little further, it's like, okay, so... So how long have you played with your your new iPad? Oh, I don't have one. I played with it for, you know, 25, 35 minutes in the store. Right, right. I'm telling you right now, if I was to just play with this in the store, I don't think I would be as impressed as I am as an owner. Obviously, I, I've made an investment, all right, to purchase the piece of equipment. And so therefore, I I feel like I it was my obligation, my duty to find value in it. And I think that sometimes... It, it, sometimes there there are times when I believe it's going to be next to impossible to find value in something when you're not looking for value. Right, right. And and I think it's very easy to find flaws in a product when you're looking for flaws. And so today I'm going to talk to you about the value that the iPad is for me, why I will never want to be without my iPad, and while why it's completely in my mind replaced my iPhone. Um, and also my laptop on the go and why, uh, there are some things that are, are shortcomings, but they are certainly not anything that's going to keep this thing from being my number one computing device when I'm not working. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, Chris, I want to ask you, have you gone out and bought your iPad yet? No. And are you still holding out that you are not getting a first gen device? Well, no, it's well, I, I sent the tweet out last night. Uh oh, I didn't see the tweet last night. And I've decided to buy one. <gasps> However, what date? What date? What date? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, what I'm going to use is I am going to, and I, I talked to my wife last night and she thought it was such a hilarious idea that she's kind of given me the indirect thumbs up. Um, 
Amazon has a service called Mechanical Turk. Okay, tell me about this. And what Mechanical Turk is, is like, let's say you have uh, some things that you want to get converted from audio to text, like transcribing or or you have product and you want to you want to know what classification it is, but the odd artificial intelligence isn't really going to do good for you. What Mechanical Turk is, is crowdsources that kind of thing to people. Right. So you do these really menial tasks for like 10 cents. Like you click on an image for 10 cents. Right. So I decided... I'm going to buy my iPad using funds I get from Mechanical Turk. Okay. It's probably going to take me 10 years. Nice. I think you'll have one before 10 years. But it'll, it'll be hilarious as I, as, as I tweet about and talk about my Mechanical Turk experience. Okay. So, yeah. So, every week, uh, starting next week, I'll let you know what my Mechanical Turk total is. And uh, we'll slowly build up to a point where I can buy an iPad. All right. So so here's my prediction. Number one, part one of my prediction has already changed, uh, has already uh, come true. Chris is already planning. Cre- and, and I even said creative ways. Did I not? You did say creative ways. I said you will find a creative way to pay for an iPad. So number one, that per- part of my prediction is correct. Yes. All right. I don't remember what date I said, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I said something like... Uh, Well, I don't remember when I said, but here's here's my new prediction based upon the fact that you don't have one yet. Mm -hmm. I will say within 30 days, depending on how much you actually play with an iPad within the next 30 days, uh, the more you play with it, the closer your purchase date will become. Well, the thing is, is to be quite honest with you, I, I just don't want to spend the money on it. I, I'm, I mean, as, as much as I want one, right. I mean, honestly, I mean, look at it. It's I'm not trying to convince you to it's buy beautiful. one. It's aluminum and glass and filled with awesome and every app looks beautiful. And I like I said, I could see myself using this and really being happy with it. I just don't want to spend the money for well, it. Well, see, do you still own an Apple TV? Nope. Okay. Uh, but you did own one. I did. And I couldn't see anybody ever buying one of those. But you went out and bought one. You were excited about it. This thing is a million times more useful than that thing. It is. And uh, and by the way, uh, video on, on the web looks a million times better on that. Um, it's just amazing. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty, portable. It's, it's pretty outstanding. But here's here's the situation that I believe that you, you know, you're right. The, the, there is an investment in the in the price of this thing. It, it's it's not cheap, but I think it's worth every penny I paid for it. Um, the only thing I wish is that, you know, I, I sit there and I think, well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll get to the full review. Okay. Wait, all right. So, so we at least now know folks, just so, so you, you know, Chris has made the decision now that he wants to purchase one. All right. So time, I, I would say within the next three or four weeks, uh, Chris, Chris will be talking about his new iPad. Uh, <laughs> I'm only going to buy it through mechanical Turk. So it depends on how long it takes me to earn money through that. All right. All right. And I did a couple little menial tasks yesterday. How much did you earn yesterday? Not sure. All right. Probably like 35 cents. 35 cents. Too funny. Isn't it hilarious? That is funny. I figure if I own, if I, if, if I can get. Chris, let me tell you something. Okay. All right. One side video project. That's all. It's one side <sighs> video. See, project. side video projects go right into the general fund though. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's the iPod. It's the iPad project. That's all right. Mechan- Mechanical Turk is way funnier to do. All right. All right. So anyway, I'll log in the real right now. While, while, while we're answering questions, I'm going to log in the Mechanical Turk and see 
what kind of jobs you can so do. What kind of money I've Chris, made. Chris is trying to earn, he's trying to build his iPad fund. I love it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna turn to some non iPad talk for those of you guys who are probably sick of coverage about the iPad. But stay tuned because after these two questions, we are going to get into some massive uh, i iPad talk here. All right, so first one, Wayne Henderson. Go ahead, Wayne. Hey, Cliff and Chris. This is Wayne Henderson from the VoiceOver Journey podcast calling in for help. I got a Mac, and I'm using my new $20 Veracorder mini microphone plugged into my iPhone. I'm going to be testing that out to get a little better sound quality on my iPhone recording. Anyway, enjoyed the last episode of Help, I Got a Mac, Cliff, where you were talking about your new iMac, and you were so giddy, and I was giddy for you because you were so giddy and that was awesome to hear and you've got the parallels five thing happening with adobe audition on your imac and all of that and since i want to do something similar or basically almost exact except for not using a brand new imac i've got it's an imac it's about a year old it's got a 320 gig hard drive okay (laughs) which unfortunately is almost full like my email inbox, but that's another story. The uh, question I have is what, how much space do you recommend that I clear off of this thing to make room to put on Parallels 5 and then install Adobe Audition and for it to be able to run properly? Uh, Currently, I believe I've got two gigs of RAM in there. You know, it's pretty cheap and affordable to upgrade that to four gigs of RAM. But mostly, I am asking about the hard drive space. And if you could uh, help me out with that, my 320 gig hard drive in my iMac is just about full. And I know I need to remove a lot of stuff. So I just want to know how far do I need to go? How much do I need to remove so I can put Parallels 5 on this iMac and get rocking like you guys? This is Wayne. We'll talk to you soon. Now back to help. I got a Mac. All right, Wayne, thank you very much. Uh, let's see, the virtual drive on my on my virtual machine, so just by default, by the way, I'm looking up now. I'm clicking on my computer inside my Parallels, which, by the way, running all the time. I never shut Windows XP down. <laughs> it's, it's always there because I always need uh, my Adobe Audition. And I do all, believe it or not, I still do all my consulting via GoToMeeting off of the Parallels uh, virtual machine of Windows XP. So, uh, local disk. Uh, by the way, Wayne, it virtual. It, the virtual drive is about sixty-five gigabytes. All right. So, so basically, and and Chris, you know probably more about this than I do. But my understanding is that parallels will only use up the amount of disk space that is currently actively used by the Windows XP machine. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so if the, let's just say the I don't know these are arbitrary numbers, but let's just say the OS is like um, what five gigs. You know, let's just say that the, the operating system is five gigs, and I've got twenty gigs used. So totally, right? And actually, I can tell you right now, use space is nine point nine four gigs. So it's really technically only taking ten gigs of my hard drive right now. Right. It it, it kind of it, think of it like a um, like a vacuum pack. You know. You one of those Ziploc bags can hold, you know, 20 quarts or whatever, or five quarts. It's like the it, no, it's like those infomercials, those big, huge plastic things where you can put your blankets and everything. Yeah, in. and you suck out all the air and you th- suck out th- all that's the air. All, that's the same thing it's doing. It sucks out all the free space. So you only consume what you have. 
what I'm thinking though is it might be cheaper for him to f- to do this. Well, not cheaper, but it might be a better idea for him to do this. Okay. Hard drives are cheap, 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 cheap now. Very cheap. Okay. So what I would do, it's an iMac. He can, he can do... Yeah, it's iMac, so you're not lo- worried about portability. He could do one of two things. Buy a FireWire 800 drive, external drive. If his iMac has FireWire 800, it's Even a one-year-old it, iMac, probably does. Probably does. Check that out. And if not, Wayne. you can still get you know FireWire. Boot off that. You can boot off an external drive on a Mac. Okay. So I would buy like a one or two terabyte drive, move everything over. That might be that might be good. The the however though it won't be as fast as an internal drive. All right. What I would do is when I, you say boot off of it, you mean boot the whole Mac OS off of it. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. Okay. I'm just seeing if I follow you. <laughs> yeah, because what you can do is is you know use something like Super Duper copy that whole drive over to the new external drive and then just boot off that instead. Okay. That's an easy way to do it without, you know, opening up your iMac. The other option is, is to find not the Apple store because they're going to charge too much and they probably won't do it. But I'm sure uh, we're, I think he lives in, Te- does he live in Texas? He lives in Southern California. Southern, oh, shoot. He's good then. Uh, find an authorized Apple service center. You know, just like a, uh, you know, Bob's computers that, that is certified to do Apple stuff. And go in uh, and buy a hard drive through them or find out if you can buy your own hard, external hard drive, bring it in and just pay for them to, to put it in and transfer the data. That's what I would do. That's what I would do too. You know, you can buy a one terabyte, one and a half terabyte drive really, really cheap now. Very cheap. Plenty of wiggle room. It, it, you know, it, it, it'll be nice inside that Mac and any authorized Apple service center knows how to do that. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, Wayne, an internal drive is going to be faster for you. Uh, and number two, if you're already if you got a 320 gig hard drive and you're looking at having to delete stuff or move stuff away to an external drive just so that you can install parallels, I'm going to tell you right now, you need a bigger drive. You you you, ha- I, you have to have a bigger drive that that's that's my that's my perspective on it. So I would I would certainly suggest that I would see if you can go to do an uh, an authorized repair See if they'll let you bring in your own external drive or internal drive for it or just buy one from them. It shouldn't be that expensive. No, I and you're while you're there, two hundred dollars. Yeah. While you're there, go ahead and get the uh, go ahead. and Well, actually, you can do this yourself on the iMac. It's I hear I hear it's really simple to upgrade from two gigs to four gigs RAM. Oh, yeah. Super easy. There's and, and I hear that if you go to MacMall.com, mm-hmm. you can it'll give you a bunch of options. You just put your serial number in. They they tell you the exact piece of um ram that you need and and you're good to go right yes so i would so so yeah suggestion go to an authorized reseller or uh service department have them put you a uh, at least a one terabyte drive inside of there transfer all your data over and then of course you can go to mac mall get your own uh upgrade to four gigs of ram and put that in yourself and from what i understand it's just two screws on the bottom of your imac and there are some slots in there you just throw them in Exactly. All right. So there you go. That answers question number one. And here is question number two. This is from my friend Thor. And here it is. Hi, this is Thor from St. Louis. And I'm calling for the Help I Got a Mac podcast. I want to ask Cliff and Chris a quick question. Um, My wife is in Paris for the semester. And we're looking at buying AppleCare for our MacBook Pro. And it'd be a lot easier if I can buy mine here and she can buy hers there with the stipend money she's receiving from her school. But my question is, are there going to be problems if she decides to buy Apple Care from a French Apple store uh, with coverage or if she brings it back to the United States and 
what happens if she got this in a back to Paris or, or, or anything like that. Um, that was what I was wondering. Uh, I love your show, and uh, you guys have fun. All right. So for an Apple Care, now I had to I had to open up the door here in the studio. It was getting a little toasty, Chris. Mm-hmm. So so I know she's he's thinking about buying Apple Care in France. Yeah, we, on a computer that was bought in the United States. Okay, actually, but she lives in France, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's the situation. Um, gosh, I can't remember exactly, but this goes back to Andrea or not Andrea, uh, but. Um, Anne from Germany was staying with us. And when she stayed with us, she went to the Apple store mm-hmm. and she lives in Germany. She came here to the States, bought her MacBook here and she asked them, you know, can I get Apple care? And I think if I'm not mistaken, they suggested that she buy her Apple care when she gets back to Germany. If I'm not mistaken, that's what I, I believe that would happen. And and Anne, if I'm wrong, will you call back in and let me know? Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I think they told her to buy her Apple Care in Germany. They said it won't be any problem getting the parts. You don't have to ship the computer to the U.S. But what they may have to do because the the all the repair parts for that particular machine are in the U.S., it might take an extra two or three days on top of what was normal and customary for the parts to be shipped from the u.s to the apple repair place in france yeah and i just was taking a quick peruse i'm using uh, a windows machine today <laughs> and, and it's uh, not because i didn't offer a mac you no, have a, you have a mac right a bigger, in front of you it's just a bigger screen right. i'm getting old now so um i think let me look real quick worldwide uh, I'm looking here. I, I know, you know that, you know, that windows machine is only a print server. That's the only reason it's still booted <laughs> up. I got to get myself a wireless, uh, app printer. App, Apple carry is, is worldwide support. So if you do buy it and you're, you're somewhere else in, in another country or whatever, you're covered. Yeah, you're fine. So yeah, it's uh if you take your Apple hardware, blah, 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 it's, it's, if you take your Apple care hardware with you, when you travel and happen to need repair service, the Apple care protection plan offers global repair coverage. There you go. So it doesn't matter where you buy it. You'll be good. The only thing, the only differences you're going to have with a, like, let's say a, a laptop or, or anything, even the voltages are going to be the same because it has, you know, the, the it steps down. You might need stuff. a different adapter keyboard keyboard. No, actually. Oh yeah. The keyboard could be different. Yeah. So if you buy, you know, if you go get to, if you go get your keyboard replaced in Europe, you know, they've only got the keys that have like, you know, uh, British pound and, and the Euro and, and well, what they said is that they would actually replace it with, if it's a, if it is a U.S. They'll just sort of the U.S. part. They'll, they, they, yeah, they won't replace it with the foreign part. Cool. They will replace it with the original equipment. Well, that's what I'm saying. They'll just have to, yeah, they'll have they'll to have order to, that port. That so it's going to, so, it'll yeah. add a, it'll add at least three days to your, but you know what? You're covered. Your repair. But so. you are covered and it, and it's, and it's good. And trust me, Apple care rocks. Yeah, it's good. When you got it, it's, it's real good. So there you go, folks. We started the show off. It's not all about the iPad <laughs> and we are still here to answer your questions, especially for those of you who are switching to the Mac and you can call in 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 859-795-4067. Cliff, I want to share a very important piece of information. Checking yes. my Amazon Mechanical Turk file. Woo! Drum roll. As of yesterday, I've made $1.20. Woo! Yay! He is that much closer. 
you know, 400 and some odd days from now, you're going to have your own <laughs> iPad. Well, that was literally Cliff. That was three minutes of me clicking something. So if I like on Saturday or Sunday or whatever, if I just sat around like the house and I was, it was like a lazy day as my wife Dude, and I call it. Here's what you do. I could crush it. Dude, here's what you do. You you offer a bunch of young, you know, 13 year old boys pizza. Whoa. whoa. All right. <laughs> you order them a bunch of pizza and say, hey, let's go to this internet cafe they got great pizza there you you fill them up with pizza technically this can come out of the general fund mm. all right Good. see yeah. there you go yeah. and you buy them pizza and you just sign them all into the turk account <laughs> and you just have them going <laughs> chris can have his own little sweatshop i have like a a, 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 a human beowulf cluster of, uh, uh, of people yeah I, I i honestly think if if i put my mind to it you know what cliff I'll make a prediction for myself. Uh Oh, here we go. Here we go. If I use Mechanical Turk. Yeah. The way I, I plan on using it, I'll have an iPad by June. All right. And my prediction, you'll have it before then. But OK, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm saying hey, but the June, month of June. But June is a whole lot closer to my original prediction that or what you said originally. I'm not getting. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, anything's greater than zero. All right. So this is good stuff, folks. This is good stuff. You, oh, real, real quick, before we go on the iPad. Yeah, go. Yeah, anything. Go. Can we talk about what's happening today? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I forgot my, my iPad mini. <laughs> this is my iPad mini. Yeah, I got an iPad mini in my pocket. <laughs> oh, dude, I tell you what. You, you sit there and you play around with the iPad and then you pull this thing. It's like, what in the world? Somebody shrunk my phone. Yeah, today at one o'clock Eastern time, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, and I'm not sure what it is, UTC. Some nice person in Europe can probably tell me that. Um, yeah, they're going to show off. They're going to have a sneak peek of iPhone 4.0 software. So, right. Which I, I'm, I'm assuming since the iPad runs the same software, I'll, we'll see a lot of new features for that, too. Yeah, I so hope so. Let's take like just a few minutes. I want to kind of go over what we think would be. Sure. Uh, talked about in there. Yeah, I think we're going to see a, a new notification system. And then said that little blue box that pops up. I yeah, think I see something better. At least notification management. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't think the syst- I like the badges. I like the pop up window. And what's the other thing? And the and the sounds. Those are the three see, options. I, I like Android does a really good job of just making it kind of pop down from the top and then go down, go back up. Okay, that would be good. Yeah. Kind of like growl. Right. Well, so does actually, it, growl still yeah, kind of pulls this, up. It, but I like that idea. So it doesn't interrupt what you're doing. Right. Okay. I like that. Um. We need to see something for the lock screen. Yes. You, you, I mean, PDA, PDAs have had this for years. When you when you pull it up, you can see how many emails are in there. Yeah, like, like a today view or something. Yeah, exactly. You you know, what's the next appointment on my calendar at least? That's what I want to see. I what's see the, the weather right now? Exactly. Customizable lock screen. I want to see that. Uh, Multitasking of at least two applications minimum. Or a different way of doing multitasking. And I've heard some like John Gruber and stuff talk about this um, that maybe allowing like a Pandora app or something that does streaming audio to have iPod like audio functionality. Okay. So, you, you know, if, if you're listening to the Pandora, you can back out of, you know, out of Pandora and do a couple other things, then go back into it, turn it off. And when it's paused, it shuts down the application just like the iPod does. Right. I could see that. I don't see, I don't think we'll see true multitasking I, I don't know um i would like to see true multitasking but just a limit of the number of applications so basically you can have a, a, a minimum of two i would love to be able to say you know here i've got tweety up and running or not tweety but tweet deck up and running and then i'd like to be able to cl- you know go to the home screen launch a second application 
male, whatever, uh, Safari, whatever, doesn't matter. But at the same time, uh, TweetDeck's still going and checking my things. And if it gives me a little notification, I can easily, you know, go down and go right back to it. Um, same thing for instant messaging. But if I go to launch a third application, mm-hmm. it says, which application do you want to close? Or do it in such a way that it's, you know, when you when you close out a TweetDeck or whatever, uh huh, it has to restart it when you go back in. Right. What if it, when you close out of it, it still closes it, but it puts it in like a suspended. I don't mode. want suspended. No, because okay. I, I want I want instant. I don't want to rely on push notifications for for the for like if I'm doing something else, mm-hmm. I don't want to rely on a push notification. I I I want to be in. Let's just say I, I have my frame up open with the weather channel because it looks just looks beautiful. It does. And and so I'm sitting there watching the radar and seeing the storm kind of come closer and closer. And then all of a sudden I see it's like ding, you've got an instant message from Chris and I just click here and boom, it pulls me right over to that message. Yeah, they're going to really have to figure out a, a way to, to do multitasking kind of a, a, a so that everybody can do it because right now this y- isn't rocket science, though. They didn't figure it out on Android because it's really confusing on what's running and what's not. Well, that's because it's Google. Dude, have you seen their user interfaces before? That's true. They stink at a user interface. This is Apple. Apple's been doing multitasking for years. They should be able to do this. Anyway. Okay. So what are some of the other things? (laughs) Those are the big three that I want to see. Maybe a much higher resolution screen. Well, we're not going to see hardware stuff. I don't think we'll see any hardware today. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is just to be. This is how they do it. They do. Oh, okay. iPhone stuff, and then they'll do or um, the OS. OS, and then a few months later they'll do like right before June they'll do another event. Um, you don't think they'll announce the new iPhone today? Because I think they will. Not if, no, and it, I'll, it's I'll t- it's, mo- it's April, right? They won't do it until right before it comes out. Because I'll I, tell you why. If they announce a new iPhone now, yeah, no one's going to buy another one. Oh, Chris, here's the problem though. Who out there in their right mind doesn't believe there's going to be a new iPhone in June? That's true. But like, I'll just say when, when they launched 3GS, they said, you know, they did an event in June. I think it was at WWDC. They said, hey, we got a new phone. It's coming out in two weeks. Yeah, I know. It's called the Osborne effect. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, I, I think, I mean, why, annou- why not wait until then to announce 4.0, especially on the heights of the iPad? Because they'll release the SDK. Oh, and then when the new phone comes out, boom, all that stuff will be. Yeah, but, but so tell people, okay, so developers need to know then there, there's new hardware coming out. That's a good point. Dude, let me tell you about this new if processor. If we see a new phone, I'll be jumping off this, you know, I'll be off. I think I'll be we'll climbing see, up the walls. I think we're going to see a new phone announced today. So, um, yeah, so that the, those are the big three things. Uh, like I said, it'll be at one o'clock. Maybe I'll jump in the chat room. Uh, if anybody wants to join me around then, I'll take my lunch at the same time that the live event happens and maybe we'll just all kind of talk to each other while it's happening. Linda, Linda's saying, I love my iPhone, but I can't pull up uh, certain things because I asked for a flash player. So we're not going to get a flash player on the iPhone ever. Flash will never, ever be on the iPad, and, or the iPhone ever, ever. Right. And you know what? I'm actually kind of excited about it. Believe it or not. I am. Wow. Cliff is way different than like two I months am. ago. I am. You know what? The, the, you know, I am. Matter of fact, if you go to oh, go to virtualassistantpodcast.com, you'll notice that um, there is no flash on that site at all. Uh, I have completely optimized that site to be uh, readable. Every single thing readable on the iPad. Uh, Podcast Answer Man is a whole lot more um readable on the ipad than it was before and i'm slowly trying to find equivalents of all the things that i do in 
Flash in HTML5. So HTML5 is so awesome. It is very cool, and I believe that this is the way of the future because it is it's standard. All browsers will use it. All browsers. Google did a uh, a proof of concept running uh, Quake two inside HTML5. It was awesome. That is awesome. So anyway, um, yeah. So can we talk about the iPad? Do it. All right. Yeah, because it's nine o'clock. So yeah. So here, here's the deal. Number one, I, I purchased this thing and, and this is why I feel like this, you know, I'm, I'm predisposed to like this. The reason why is because the main purpose of me purchasing this iPad was as an ebook reader. I, I mean, if I look at it for the longest time and, I, and first of all, I, I want to say I recognize now how wrong I was to just view this thing as an ebook reader uh, because it is way so much more than that. Uh, but you know, price point, you look at the original price of the Kindle, the original price of the iPhone. I paid, the, I paid more for my iPhone. Yeah. But if you look, you, you look at that, then you look at the price of the Kindle. It, this is, this is an appropriate price for an ebook reader that does color and can include video and can, you know, just, just all kinds of different things. It, it just makes a better ebook reading experience all the way around. There is no ebook reader out there that comes close to this. And so number one, for Kindle for the Kindle for the iPad alone, it's worth the money I paid for it. <laughs> I well, I remember we were talking about like oh, a Kindle an iPad version. I'm like they might, but it's probably gonna get rejected. It wasn't rejected and it's really nice. It is awesome. In fact, um one of the things that I'm glad is that I have the ability to remove the iBook store off of the screen. It's an application versus ah, one of those right. things yeah. that you can't remove. Um, I, <coughs> I really like that. The only thing is, though, is I haven't deleted it yet. I haven't really given the, iPad, the uh, iBook store a fair chance. That's because I'm so impressed with the Kindle store. There's way more books available for the Kindle. Store. There's more books for the Kindle. Uh, they're the same price. And not only that, but I can still I can highlight. Well, I can highlight in iBooks. I do know that. And change colors in iBooks, but who, I don't need a bunch of different colors for highlighting. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I but I can add notes. I can highlight a section and I can add notes and type them in. I think you can do that in the iBook store. I'm not sure. I didn't see that. Okay. I, I looked, but I didn't see it. But here's the thing. When I, let's just say I leave my iPad at home, which I can't imagine happen, having that happen, but it's possible. And I, let's just say I happen to be at a place that's like, man, I'm just going to be sitting here waiting for 35 minutes. I can pull up my Kindle for the iPhone here and it's automatically synced to where I left off. Mm-hmm. That is what I love. And if I'm doing a podcast and I don't want to sit there and try to read my notes off the iPad screen, which why wouldn't I? Because it's so beautiful and big. Uh, but if I wanted to, I could read it off of my Kindle for the iMac or desktop or Kindle for the PC desktop, which why would I want to do that anymore? <laughs> but anyway, so Windows. I, I love the Kindle for the iPad. It is absolutely awesome. Um, iBooks looks pretty good. Here's the thing. The reason why I think iBooks is going to stay on my iPad from what I understand is that um, I believe that the iPad and iBooks is going to be the self-publishing uh, self-publishing future, you know, because it has the, what is it called? EPUB or whatever. Yeah. And there's already, um, at least for the iBook store and I'm sure Kindle does it too. 
there's already like small publishing groups. Like there's a, a group called CD Baby uh-huh. that if you're a if you're a small band, a garage band, you can get your stuff on iTunes. Yeah, and you know puts it on iTunes, Zoom, this that and the other. There are companies that are coming out like that for books. So if you have a book, you can submit it to them, and they'll just they'll just make it available. You know, don't need an editor, don't need this, don't need that. So there's gonna be a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. going on. And well, from what I understand, is this EPUB or whatever? There's already software out there you can create your own ebook in that format and you could sell it right from your website, not giving 30% to somebody else, but you could sell it right from your website. They can download it and all they have to do is drag it into iTunes and it puts it into the books and syncs it to your, your iPad. That's awesome. So, so there are, I I think it's going to be the future of self publishing. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was by the way, out of the somebody said you know i I love all these you know naysayers it's like yeah but you know 499 dollars or whatever (coughs) you know that i hear the out you know the out of door cost is like a over a thousand dollars you know and i said you know well maybe if you go in you buy everything you know the case Mm -hmm. the keyboard the you know the little cable and all this of course of course you know that's i think you'd probably have to get more than the 499 version uh, but anyway, I walked out of the door out of the door with my receipt saying five thirty one five hundred thirty one dollars and forty four cents. That was four ninety nine plus what is it six point five percent sales tax. Mm-hmm. That's all I wa- I walked out the door with the kin- with the uh, iPhone iPad. Um, I did not get the Apple Care, but I will get the Apple Care, and I've got a sk- I've got it scheduled to get the Apple Care. As a matter of fact, I need to confirm that I did that for. Let's see, confirm. How much is it? Seventy nine. I don't know. I don't know. I'll check. But um, I'm going to purchase it after I own it for 11 months because there are a couple things that the I that the uh, Apple Care will not cover. One, if I drop it and break the screen, it's mm-hmm. not covered. And number two, if it gets stolen, it's not covered. And actually, number three, if it gets wet, it's not covered. So if I leave it out in the rain or something like that. <coughs> so if those three things happen and the most likely would be that it would be stolen, then I have lost that money. So if I wait for 11 months and if I still have the iPad and it's still functioning or if it breaks something is by the manufacturer, it's covered. I'm I'm still good within the first year and your deductible. I would say insurance, but your deductible wouldn't cover that. No, and, and I was never an insurance guy. I'd ne- <laughs> I would never turn in a claim on my insurance. That's under two thousand dollars. It's just against my per- my my principles. Oh, the Apple Care protection plan, by the way, is one hundred dollars. OK, it, it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, well, I don't know. Cause you know, if you figure out it's covered for the first year anyway, right? Yeah. So it gives yeah. you another year. Yeah. It gives you another year. I don't know. Maybe anyway, audiobooks play on it. That's great. I'm glad that it does. So, uh, and by the way, the speaker on the iPad is amazing. Chris, I was showing you that just a minute ago, the audio from the iPad. How would you describe it? It's really good. I mean, you actually feel the vibe, the, the, the back of it vibrate due to the bass. Yeah, it's yeah, real good. It, it's got a good full range of sound. I mean, it doesn't I mean, you, you don't clearly don't have a subwoofer, but uh, the the ABC application on this thing is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It, I mean, it's like watching a high def video right there in your hands. Very good size screen. And uh, it's just amazing. And it sounds great. Just sitting back, kick back, relaxing on a chair. It is an awesome content uh, consumption device for video. Yeah. And ABC makes some really good shows now. So besides lost. Yep. And so, uh, basically I bought this thing for audiobooks. Um, 
or not uh, for for ebooks. But also, I wanted to make sure that I could start catching up on technology blogs. I'll, I'll admit to you, I haven't read blogs in actually a couple years now. And the reason why is because when I'm in front of a computer screen, I, I usually have, if I've got a keyboard and a mouse, I've got a lot of things to do to, to be productive. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have time to read a lot. That's why I listen to po- audio podcasts. And that's why I listen to a lot of audio books. But if I'm sitting, you know, if I can be sitting down upstairs and be in the presence of my family and could sit down and, you know, the kids are doing something and Stephanie's doing something and I'm just hanging out with them and I could sit back and kick back and read a couple blog posts from my Google reader. This is awesome. And it has been great for that. Uh, So and by the way, I found uh, feed reader and it is uh, or no, actually, it's not feed reader. It's actually called. Uh, it's called Feedler Pro, F-E-E-D-D-L-E-R Pro. They have actually, a, if you just look up Feedler, F-E-E-D-D-L-E-R, there's a free version of it. I went ahead and paid for the pro version uh, without the ads. But it, it syncs with your Google Reader account. So everything you're subscribed to in Google, it, it is great. And here's the best thing. I'm here with Wi-Fi. I, I can go in and then have it sync all of my subscriptions down into the hard drive. And so I can go somewhere else and then I can catch up and read offline all of those feeds that I'm subscribed to. Uh, Let's see here. The calendar app is beautiful. So much better than on the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, It is. It is amazing. Matter of fact, I can use this as a calendar now. Uh, For those of you who use Google apps and you have multiple calendars, I have a uh, a video that tells you what you need to do to get it to sync to all of your calendars. And that's over at podcastanswerman.com. Uh, let's see here. Email is very usable on this. Uh, I, I will tell you, I can read and compose the keyboard on this thing is amazing. Hmm. I can actually, you know, in vertical mode, I can thumb type like mad on this thing. I mean, seriously mad, um, in vertical, the keyboard is here's here's the Bluetooth full size keyboard from Apple. I'm holding in my hand the actual keyboard from from the letter P to the letter Q. It's only about a half an inch smaller. Wow. Shorter. So it's almost a full size keyboard. And if I lay the, the Kindle down and it's at a certain angle on, in vertical mode, it's like if I have it in my lap, I can literally type on that just like a real keyboard. And with its autocorrect, it gets it all. It's like 98% cool. Nice. And, and, that, and that's the thing, man. These software, I'm sold on these software keyboards now because I can type, I can probably type almost as fast on this as I can on my, and I, I, I type about 80 words a minute on this thing. So. Yeah, I can't get that fast on the, so on I the would touch say screen maybe yet. 50, 50 yeah. to 40, but it's still pretty fast. It's pretty fast. Uh, Twitter applications. I, w- I want to say that I just declared TweetDeck the winner uh, for the <laughs> for the Twitter application that gets a spot on the dock at the bottom. But I want to coveted s- spots. huh? Th- exactly. And by the way, I love it. They give you f- you can put four or no, no, you can put six um, uh, icons, six shortcuts down into the dock nice. instead of four. So that is awesome. Um, but anyway, TweetDeck, you need to give me the ability to delete my de- direct messages or f- set up some filters or something. Uh, let's see here. Uh, high Rise. Oh, the web. Safari. Chris, tell them about Safari. It's fast. <laughs> it's super fast. What's cool about it is the resolution is, su- is, is such that most pages open up readable full view, even on like a full website. Even in vertical mode. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, straight up and down. Yeah, and then if you turn it sideways, it's even better. It's it's it it almost looks as good as my 13 inch MacBook. Yeah, and it's scary scary good on how fast if you pinch and zoom how fast it works. Yes, there it is. Yeah, it's oh. just to sum it up for me, it's like it feels like a future device. It feels like something as a kid. You know, I I, I was thinking, man, someday it'd be cool to have like. Okay, you know what it reminds me of. And this is this is so nerdy and so old school for me to say this, but there used to be a cartoon called Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Okay. And Inspector Gadget's niece was named Penny, mm-hmm. and Penny had this book that she carried with her that was a computer, and she'd open it up, and type on it, and have all this cool screen on it and everything. And I always wanted that book. Well, it's here. That's that book. It is that. Now, book. I have the mini version, but there there is something different to be said about using your whole hand. Yeah, to swipe and touch, and there's just a lot more real estate, and and this really does feel like a mini baby version of that now. It does. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but there, I will tell you, there are things. No, number one, I've had the ability to browse with the Safari browser on my iPhone ever since I've had an iPhone, and I've had an iPhone since they've come out. Chris, I barely ever used it because it. I use it all the time. Well, you know what? It's it's a pain to use it for me. For me, it is just a pain. This has been, this is, I mean, this is just as good as browsing the web for me as what I would ever do on my MacBook when I'm on vacation or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I am no longer taking the MacBook with me on vacation. Oh, no, I never would. I would take the pad. The the iPad is where it's, is what's going with me. And so, but yeah, I browse. There are several things that I will do on this device. Like, for example, I would never just leave TweetDeck or a Twitter client up and running all day long alongside my my computer monitor because it's just too small for me to kind of really just glance over and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I can leave TweetDeck open, which, my, by the way, why don't I have it open? Uh, I can leave TweetDeck open and just l- sit there and let it run in the background, and I can just quickly glance over and see what's going on with people. For example, uh, when he says my iPhone isn't reacting, I've got it syncing now, hoping that fixes it. So... Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm I'm able to kind of just see what's going on with people on Twitter throughout the day, uh, in like a picture frame. And this is something I would have never done on my iPhone. So there are several things people, you know, people that don't own an iPad, uh, you know, one of the things they say was, I just don't see that this would replace anything. And number one, I don't think it needs to replace anything, but I will tell you for me, it has, it has replaced several things. Uh, it's replaced several things I do on my MacBook. It's replaced several things that I do on my iPhone. And if it had 3G, if it had 3G, Chris, I could see myself going back to a standard little uh, little flip phone. Little burner phone? Little burner phone. Yep. I, I, I Outside of the phone capabilities, I no longer need the, the, the iPhone if I had the ability to browse the web, have internet access. Here's the other thing. Check this out. Skype application. Listen to this. Right. Okay, so everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft here. You an audio sample of what it sounds like if I make a telephone call from my iPad. That's right. I'm actually calling in from my iPad, and I'm using Skype. The actual application made for the iPhone, as there's not a Skype version yet for the iPad. I imagine that will be coming. But this is me using the iPhone uh, version of the Skype application using the dialing out via the Wi-Fi functionality. 
and I must say, it actually sounds pretty darn good. I had a couple of phone calls yesterday that I made from the iPad, and I'm telling you, this thing could be, uh, this thing could actually end up being a telephone if you had the, just maybe a Bluetooth device that might work uh, for for doing the audio and and the microphone. So. I don't know. I just wanted to give you guys a little test to see what it sounded like, and so here's the audio quality. Hope you enjoy. So there you go. Telephone calls. <laughs> sounds great. I'm, I, I was just thinking, okay, you buy a MiFi, that's 60 bucks a, a month Yeah, for, for your data. Which isn't that what I'm paying for my iPhone data anyway? Paying 30. All right. And you get a burner phone with just minutes. Yeah. Which I hardly ever use. Okay. You know, the, yeah, yeah. You know, you get one with like 300 minutes or 200 minutes or whatever. Yeah. You use Google Voice. Yep. And you have Google Voice on, you know, forwarded to your phone yep. and to your Skype number. Yep. And then, boom, you're done. Yeah. I mean, all, all I need is a MiFi. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing that the iPad, I think that would be weird for me is with with the iPhone, I am used to just having data with me everywhere. Yep. And I, I know there'd be a point in an iPad, I'd, I'd whip the iPad out and go, Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I've been away from the house with with my iPad, and it's it's like oh, there's no reason. And it's like okay, here's my ear. This is not. Then that's when it becomes my ebook reader. There's no reason <laughs> why I shouldn't be able to tether this thing wirelessly. Well, that. that's another question that came in. I don't have that question here right now, but uh, somebody called in a question or re- emailed a question saying, "Have you heard about the uh, the MyFi uh, jailbroken application? It's ten bucks. My why? Yeah, I've, my why? I've used it." And it's is it good? It's great. Why aren't you using it now? Because I don't need it. Okay, <laughs> but my you, phone's but not jailbroken a, right now. Let me ask you this: If you had an iPad right now, would you would your iPhone be jailbroken and tethering via the My Why? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You, you're gonna show me how to br- jailbreak mine. Not, so that not today. All right, because <laughs> I've got to leave. I know you got to leave. All right. So anyway. Awesome stuff. So, yeah, I, I definitely see the need for Wi-Fi access. Um, anyway, high rise, my just business stuff that I do. There is amazing stuff that I can do on here. Um, I'll probably do a, like a video review of this thing here soon enough. But uh, I just want to say uh, Google Maps look amazing on here. I just talked about Skype. Also, I did this. You know, it, it's got a great microphone built in. Hey guys, this is Cliff Ravenscraft coming to you from my iPad. That's correct. I am recording this from the Griffin iTalk application. And of course, this is an application that I purchased quite some time ago for my iPhone. And it works beautifully here on the iPad. There's a microphone right up next to the headphones jack. And I must say, I'm actually very pleased with the audio quality of the microphone that is being used in this device. Anyway, back to you guys. All right, so there you go. Sounds great microphone-wise. Yeah, sounds awesome microphone-wise. And uh, let's see here. Oh, goodness. Battery life. I got to tell you, the first day I got it, I know for a fact, I know for a fact I played with this thing for 11 hours and the battery did not go dead. <laughs> awesome. And And let me tell you, that wasn't just casual use. This is browsing the web. This is video. This is push notifications. This is everything. This is everything, and it was amazing. Uh, so I know I know you can get 10-plus hours of battery life, no problem at all. Uh, the only, okay, I said that, you know, negatives, all right? The only negative that I will say is that it is a little bit heavier than what I would like it to be. 
It is. Yeah, it's, it was well, a lot of aluminum, the aluminum and glass. Yeah, it is. It is a little heavier than I would want it to be for for the iPad device. I, I in a way, I almost wish that it had, you know, the plastic backing that the iPhone has and to see if that would knock off some of the weight. Not as pretty, though. Wouldn't be as pretty. But uh, but I'm just saying it's it, it gets a little heavy. So if you're holding it in vertical mode and you're holding it at the bottom and you're doing some typing, you can feel the pull. You can feel the pull in your wrists. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's the only negative. But if you're sitting down in the right position or whatever, and you're just holding it there and you got it up against your knees or whatever, or you, you you're bracing, it, it, it's it's really awesome. I, I love it. I love my iPad. Try prying it out of my hands. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. And you know, is version two going to be a ton better than this? Absolutely. Will they put cameras in the next version? Absolutely. Am I going to get the next version when it comes out? You better believe it. <laughs> but I will tell you this. If, if, if the next version's not coming out till a year from now, you couldn't. There's no way I'd want to live the next year without this device because of uh, the biggest thing it's going to do for me. It's going to keep me. Oh, that's the other thing. Somebody says um, over and over again. I just don't see that this, this thing being very good for content creation. I think, you know, for a con, you know, you have to kind of be an internet potato to be, to really enjoy the iPad because it's all about consumption of content. I will argue that point and say that there are some creative uh, content. Number one, you can, you can hammer out some blog posts in this thing with the new WordPress for iPad, uh, adding images and everything. Yeah. And, you know, music creation, all those, all those tools that were on the that, that were kind of novelty on this, yes, are going to be really, really good on that. I, I use a program called Four Track, yeah, to, to multi-track rec- editor, yeah, and there's an eight-track editor on the iPad now, yeah. So yes, content creation is coming. This thing's a week old, yeah. You know, let's see, let's see in six months what's going on when you got when you've got you know uh, Photoshop elements for the iPad, yeah, exactly. Well, here and here's the thing, though, is what I'm going to say is that for right now, it is primarily a media consumption device. And for me, that's what I need, because when I'm when I'm going to be creating content, I'm going to be and I'm going to be in my workspace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in my workspace. And that's why I got the 27 inch iMac. But when I'm away from my computer, I don't want the ability to create. I want the ability to enjoy and sit back and consume the other things that other people are creating. And here's the best thing. If the big concern is the fact that it is mostly a media consumption device, well, for us who, for those of us who are media content creators, isn't it awesome to have a device that makes it so easy to consume our content? Exactly. So, and I believe the iPad is just that thing. Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back some with some more Help I Got a Mac. Tell your friends about HelpIGotAMac.com. If you want every single episode of the Help I Got a Mac podcast, consider becoming a Plus member where you get access not to only this show, but all 20-plus shows that we produce. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus. And until next time, join, join the, the community. community.